welcome to Beyond the Ball with me, Collie. This week I am joined by Connor. Connor, what's the crack? What's the story, Paul? Did you forget your name there for a second? Did you? <laughs> no, I was actually thinking. I was going to say the other name of the podcast, like, but I, I didn't even twig it when I was. I was just kind of drifting away. Series uh, what? Series sixty-six <laughs> episode. Yeah, episode something. Uh, right, Connor, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna waste time because no one wants to listen to me and you. Uh, we are joined by a former Inverness, former Hearts player, and a current player in the MLS for Atlanta United. We are joined by Jake Mulraney. The fucking everybody's name up today. What's the crack, Jake? <laughs> What's the story? What's happening, lads? Thanks for having us on. That's no worries, no worries. Uh, Jake, we're gonna just jump into something we always do because. Uh, it's just we're we're a little bit boring, so we're gonna jump into a, a section called the question section, where people from Instagram and stuff have sent in a few questions. So I'm gonna take you straight into that. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> right, I'll jump onto the first one. Right, so uh, this one is in from Shane Cavanaugh. In regards to the standard of the MLS, how do you think Atlanta would fare out in a European competition such as Champions League or Europa League? So I suppose he's asking what, what type of standard do you reckon the MLS is at compared to what you've maybe seen abroad? It's hard. We always talk about this in the change room. I don't really? know. It's, it's a hard one because we, like, we go from like 20 million pound players to bleed 200,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, there's a, a there's a bit there's a bit of a gap, but in terms of like, and you're standard, a twenty million pound player of Brazil, yeah. Now we, I don't know. I think a lot of players would. Well, we have players that have played in the Champions League before, but I think Atlanta, all in all, I don't know. I'd say we give it a good whack. Like say, so say. um just say, I suppose, like the likes of LA Galaxy, they're probably the more the most established. Eddie, would they be the most established MLS team? Uh, they'd be probably the most recognized MLS team, I'd say. Yeah, so who is the current champion of MLS? New York City. So, say, just say we put New York City in, how do you reckon they're going? Like, is there there's, there's probably not a massive difference between yourselves and New York, but like you'd obviously give them a good no. game, so you'd, you'd probably no. consider the same level, like, would you? Yeah, I mean, in this league, it's mad. Everyone can beat everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's three yeah. games in, and now one's won all three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. So it's so you don't you know, like seven. Like, you... The Champions League, and you have like CF CFR clues, and you have teams that are never going know. to win the Champions League who are still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we definitely you give de- them. You could them. definitely get in and win yeah. a few group games. Yeah, I reckon we could. Yeah, hmm. I reckon we could. Yeah, it's interesting because we never. It's I always think it's it's really hard to compare the MLS to any other league. I, I, I just think it's like a whole different, like it's just a whole different world over there. Like it's everything about it is is completely different. Like, um, but yeah. look, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, Connor, you want to go on? Yeah. So, uh, Dylan T forty three, have you seen much progression in the USA in terms of support for teams in the MLS since you've been there? Have you seen any kind of growth for? Maybe Atlanta specifically, or across different teams you played against. Yeah, uh, the support that we get is unbelievable, boys. It's it's mad. Mm. Um, first game we played at home, I think it was 72, 73. 
thousand people. people is that all a new team's only at the corner into the league surely yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they broke the record i think i think they got 75 or something mad um yes. yeah but the, the support throughout the league's mad yeah some people just go to have a bills up and watch people kick a ball without oh, having a clue don't we all somebody, there's a lot of people <laughs> who we, Proper, like, get into it, and you know what I mean? Like, proper, like, passionate about it. I suppose they, they, like, people make it into, like, you know, like the NFL, like, where they have, like, the game kicks off at probably 2 p.m., they're there at 10 p.m., they make it, they make a whole or 10 a.m., and they make a whole kind of day of it, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) you make a full day of it. Like, we'd be rocking up to the games, and there's people, like, playing beer pong and like (laughs) playing all their my games, and all just having having a drink. That's class. That is uh, just a quick comment in there from Shank. I'm not. I'm a Cincy fan, and yes, I know they're shy. Uh, <laughs> right. So look, we'll, we'll we'll jump on to the uh, to the next one. So Garty seventy six. With the talk of all American sports teams being a franchise, do you notice any differences between playing there or and previous clubs? So I suppose like the media side of things, maybe is that that's probably what he's referring to there. Like, yeah, the media side of it is mad. Mad like they after a game, like the me, they come into the change room now. Jesus, like, so you we stand there with your bollocks in the nip, like, <laughs> like you know, I don't mind it yet, but you know, when like everyone else screen. is dressed, but he's there, yeah, 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 I don't mind it at all, but like when you've had a bad game, you lose a game, and people are sticking microphones on your face, and like, yeah. I mean, but the the media over here is major chills, yeah. It's mad, like, isn't it? To to touch on the franchise question, I suppose, is there any kind of fear that the team could move somewhere else? Or is there any kind of talk Mm. around, like, the owners could up sticks and go to St. Louis or somewhere like that instead? Like, is is that a thing that's talked about? Or is it just a case of Atlanta United are always going to be in Atlanta? No, well, as far as I know, yeah. I mean... Um, all the like owners of the clubs normally have one or two other teams. So like our owner has a, I think he has the Falcons, the, the football team, and they're both here. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't yeah. think he's looking to looking to shift yeah. us at any time soon. Yeah, um, he'd be moving one team. He'd be moving. He'd be moving two. Yeah, he'd be moving the whole lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I don't. I don't think that's uh, something that happens often. No. Hmm. Uh, right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Connor, this is your one, I believe. Yeah, I'll take this because it's LFC, not 1985. Um, <laughs> Jake, what's your biggest achievement or the favorite thing you've accomplished in football? So, I suppose there are two separate questions. So, I will take the biggest thing you've achieved so far through football and then probably the, your favorite thing afterwards. Um, I've only won, won this little. Iron Brew Cup in Inverness. That was probably the biggest cup I've ever won. But that's amazing. No, that's not that. that's not necessarily the biggest the biggest cup you've won. Or like if and like obviously you've got underrated caps as well. Yeah. Like they're oh, well, a, right. mass, a massive achievement for well, I would take them anyway. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, something like that, or playing in front of as you said seventy. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, probably playing in front of that that kind of crowd. Yeah. Um, like I've experienced like mad atmospheres before, like at Celtic Park and Ibrox and yeah. stuff like that. But I've never like 
I've never had it as like my own crowd, you know what I mean? Like the own crowd. Yeah. Um, and now the Atlanta fans never stop. Like there's a section down the end that just non-stop like mad. Uh, the noise, but like you can't hear anything on the pitch. <laughs> I was saying that would probably be the biggest one, yeah. And I suppose you have, you have the other thing is your your favorite thing. Um, so what's what's one thing? Like I know obviously we were talking about just before that you can't you came on obviously in the I think it was the eighty tour minute against Charlotte and scored it the minute or a winner in the ninety sixth minute. Um, we won't talk about the one that hit the corner flag, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that one. But, uh, but like something like that is that like was that was that up there in one of your favorites or? Hey. Um, I think Madrid has just gone 1-0 up against United oh, Love it I thought they scored already now was that called off? It was disallowed yeah sorry Jay Love um, it Sorry what were you saying there? <laughs> <laughs> the, the <favorite laughs> so, uh, so like the favourite fa- yeah, thing Your favourite so thing Like scoring in the 96 minutes obviously a thing that probably stick in your mind but yeah. is there anything else that you've kind of is there any other goals or anything that you've scored that you were saying to yourself that's, that's fucking important like that's a big goal like well, it wasn't important, but it was like it was at uh, it was at Celtic away, and they're the same like they're non-stop like Celtic yeah. fans are really mad, and uh, we scored and it's the quietest I've ever heard Parkhead ever. Like really? Celtic Park, I've never heard it like that quiet before <laughs> in my life. Like you could hear our manager like talking from the other side of the pitch. You know what I mean? Like when like a minute after we scored. The uh, silence is golden there, like, yeah, really like that, that was mad. Yeah, I remember that probably for the rest of my career. That's brilliant, that is. Uh, right, we'll move on to the next one. Um, there's only this one and then one more, so and then we'll move on to talking a bit about your career. So, is this me? Uh, yeah, who was the funniest person you have met playing football and why? Oh, funniest, um, that's a few, there's a few Jack Bones, hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jack Bones, very very funny. Brad goes on. Oh yeah, very come funny. here. He came up. He, he came up with a question later on because I was looking through the squad uh, yesterday and I saw his name and I was like, "What's he like as a person to like play, <laughs> play with, to train with?" He's he's well, I think he's thirty seven. Well, he goes on like he's fifteen. He's one of them. <laughs> right? he, he, he's but when he's on the pitch, though, like you listen to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, the, he's the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. I wouldn't like a smack on him. Like he, <laughs> when he, when he's talking, like the boys listen. But then off the pitch, then he's got like, like here, they don't really, they don't really get like sarcastic banter and all, you know what yeah, I mean? Sometimes yeah. they have to kind of say, oh, I'm only messing. Like I'm not telling you a joke. <laughs> but he, he, he gets it. Like he was, he was in England for, I don't know how long. He was in England for ages. So yeah. he gets that kind of banter. The um, English do kind of are similar enough, aren't they? They, they kind of get it, like, whereas yeah, yeah, Americans, yeah. they don't, yeah, they you don't have it, to yeah. explain it a bit. Yeah. And is, is, yeah. is Brad like a uh, like a prankster? Is he just take the piss out of people? Like, Yeah, he just takes, he just takes the piss, like, non, <laughs> non-stop. You know what I mean? Like, you can't walk past him out and give him your stick. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> after after you hitting the corner flag, if you go on the trend and this morning... Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You're gonna have yeah, okay. in your ear. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure about seventy percent of the team mentioned it. <laughs> he, was the, he was the one that <laughs> that gave me. I left. I was injured for a while, and um, we left training early. 
just because like, you, know, you know yourself when you're injured, like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you, know, you get your <laughs> stuff done and you go. And just haven't heard the end of it. I got fined <laughs> 300 quid. I got fined. Uh, that they do this wheel spin thing, yeah. So there's like different options on the wheel, and whatever you land on, you get that. So I got, I got fined 300 quid. That and then I just get it off Brad every bleeding day. <laughs> what what, are you, what, what other uh, what other options are we talking on the wheel here? What else is what else is going on? So you get I got free. I got free, yeah. So we got away with it. I mean buzzing off. Yeah, Brad was sick, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We got free, but you get stuff like uh, like you have to wash someone else's car or come in in a Halloween costume or uh, you have to like clean up the whole pitch uh, just lo- there's loads there's, there's a few or you get like there's like a 600 quid fine uh, yeah the ones the ones where you're, where you're dipping into your pocket aren't the nice ones really Eddie like you, you wouldn't mind no. rocking up in a I don't know in a sailor suit to play a game of ball no, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 600 okay. quid and it's different yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. That's on top of your phone as well. So like oh, we would have had to pay nearly a grand. Oh, and who uh, who runs who runs the wheel? Is that like a skipper thing? Is that like a management thing? Is it no, it's just it's just between the boys. So on a Friday we do it uh, before the game. So we'll get everyone into the change room. Uh they'll spin the wheel wherever it lands on. You have to do there's one way you have to dunk in the ice in the ice bath, like head like the full uh, a full dunk oh, in the buddy. ice pad, so you have to serve boys that that filled. Uh, <laughs> you just have to basically be a golf show for the day, you know. You have, yeah, exactly. That's class. And I suppose is it, I just is it like um I suppose back in you probably done it at the likes of Crumlin and stuff like that. I know we done it with Cherry Arden. Little fines, you know, little fines for stupid stuff. If you come in with like dirty boots, you're paying hundred quid. Like, is there any yeah. of them going on? Like, is there any any stupid little fines that you kind of? Have rolling or was that kind? Of, is that kind of left out? No, there is fines. Yeah, so there's fines for like there's like little sloppy ones where if you leave gear about or uh, like going up to the cafeteria and uh, and flip flops, you know, like little stupid ones that you get caught yeah. with all the time. So you just forget. Yeah. There's no like there's no major ones. There's no yeah. like there's no not that I can think of. Anyway, there's no like big ones. Yeah. I mean, there's no like like Frank Lampard's where if you don't show up on time, you're getting fined fifty grand and all. All these ridiculous. Oh yeah, <laughs> ridiculous I mean yeah, late, late, yeah. Is, late are heavy, especially on a match day. Yeah, late, yeah I think yeah. you're looking at probably nearly nearly a grand. Yeah, something like that. It'd be, it'd be stupid. Yeah, on yeah, a match yeah. day. Classic. Right. So look, we'll move on to the next one. This is the last one, and this is one we always ask guests. So Connor, I'll let you do the honors. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got some tasty answers over of this. Um, well, key fatty last week threw us to the dogs. But, um, yeah, yeah. but if your house is on fire and you had to grab two things from your career, what would they be? From your career? So they could be boots you've saved, jerseys you've saved, shorts you've saved, medals, trophies. Whatever you have that you really admire. Now, for anyone have. that didn't watch and none of you saw it yourself, key fatty said he'd take all of his money that he earned. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a, a logical shit. answer. Like, you you know can't copy he's, he's thinking ahead, you know, the gas on for it, he needs money to yeah. buy a new one. Do you know what I mean? Smart thinking. Like. Yeah, it's a good shout, yeah. It's a good shout. <laughs> uh, I, just, I don't really do that. I don't keep much stuff. 
yeah, he I'm was saying that as well. He he's, he wasn't really materialistic, and then he said, no. and then Connor asked him. Connor asked him, "Was there one jersey that you would definitely keep and not give away?" And he goes, "Yeah, he probably wouldn't give away my Ireland jersey." And I was about to move on, and then he just goes, "Actually, sorry, I actually gave away my Ireland jersey. I gave it away to the skills." Fair enough, then. So what, would, what do you reckon? Would, would would you be going more down the, the route with him then <laughs> taking your money and running or would you? Do you have uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You? I mean, yeah. I don't. I, I can't even think that I've I've had any jerseys. There's uh, there's not many that I'd ask for, and I'd probably ask for you know um, Douglas Costa. That's yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I was watching him play there against um, who would he play in Seattle um, on Saturday night, and uh, Jesus, he's deadly, isn't he? He controls the game like he's very good, like. Yeah, he's very, very, very sharp. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so, so but yeah, like, you're, you're taking just to jump in on that, is there like a race to these players in the MLS to try grab jerseys oh, yeah. off them? Because obviously, we know obviously the way the wage structure works, where there's, as you said, there's a couple of those top players who have probably like had a career already, Dalavia and David Beckham, whoever else have been there before, like Douglas Costa. Is as people who run to these players to be like. Give me your jersey, or like, how does that fucking work out? Like, yeah, uh, no, not that we've played. I'm trying to think now. Hey, I, I think one of the boys got Higuain's jersey. Oh, what a player! Uh, it was an, an extra, extra large. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who gets asked a lot? I want striker. Oh, uh, he I just got his hundred goal, didn't he? For um, for the club, yeah. He gets asked, he keeps asked for his jersey the other day. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. I'd say like the likes of like uh, Matweedy and them boys, eh? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anyone like have the scrap brand over the jersey. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone yeah. come to you and ask for your jersey? A few have, yeah. Ooh, no, any names? Any, any names? <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely hanging someone there. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Douglas Costa asked, asked for mine, but it said no. Look, <laughs> I came over and I said, We'll never fuck off. Right, we'll jump off this. So, um, yeah, that was good. So, Jake, look, obviously, we're gonna we'll just talk a little bit about your career. So, we want to just get to know a bit about how you kind of came up playing football. So, um, obviously, we were talking about it just before we came on, but you grew up in the kind of the Crumlin area, and I suppose that obviously led to you playing with Crumlin for a good while. Um, what was your time at Crumlin like? I know obviously it was it was a long time ago when you were very young, but um, did you did was that kind of the making of you at Crumlin? Would you, would you say that was kind of where you developed the most as a player, or do you reckon it was kind of further on in your career? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I started out at. At Bosco and then went to Lewis and then on to Crumlin. Like our whole team shifted to Crumlin. Well, yeah. Crumlin would be, yeah, that would have been the strongest side we had. Uh, we won the All Ireland. We were in the final, I think, two or three times. I think, um, mm. but that's where it would have kicked on the most. Yeah, that's where um, I started to get most of my trials from. Was from that Crumlin team. Yeah, and what, what were you like with like as a, as a child? Was it always kind of going out of the house? ball stuck to your hand and, and you were constantly playing football or was it something that like you were kind of not that serious about until you kind of recognised that you had a bit of talent about it or was it was it kind of now you were always kind of fu- fully focused on it like yeah it yeah it was always football I was shy with boards when I was younger terrible yeah when I was younger like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always, always football really yeah 
Yeah. Everyone. And, uh, I suppose, like, I, I always ask people, like, so from your crumbling days, is there anyone that you kind of still keep in touch with or anyone that has gone on that was in the same team that's that's playing abroad as well? Or, what, like, was it just yourself that kind of made it away? No, uh, my best mate, Dan Cleary, plays for um, St. Johnson. He was yeah. he was at uh, he was at Crum with me. He went to Liverpool, then he went to Birmingham, and then uh, then from there he went back to Dundalk and done well, and then got moved to, to the SBL. Yeah, Did so it, yeah. Dan, Dan clearly uh, another good friend of mine, Lee Hammond. Not football now, but she was at the yeah. fight in the Bellator. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Nice. But they, they, I think those three were the only three to one and have a. Uh, a career. Have a career, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's mad. Um, so look, obviously, uh, you're at Crumlin for a while. Um, I suppose well up till 2012, I have here, so that puts you at how old? Um, Jesus, eight is it? Eighteen? Eighteen? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, I'm not good. I'm not good at maths, but <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to get to anyway is how does that kind of so, so obviously you moved across to to England to play for Forests as I suppose as a youth was it? Um, again, yeah. I'm not good at that, so I don't know. I haven't calculated that correctly, so I don't know what age you moved over. So, how did how did you get that call, and how did that come about to go to Forest? So, uh, Crumlin had a connection with Forest. Um, so we went. Me and a few of the boys went on trial. I think we must have been about eleven, I'd say. Mm. Um, a few of us went on trial, and then a few of us um got called back. So there was, I'd say there would have been about six or seven that went on trial, and. That six or seven went down to probably three or four, and then they just kept asking me to come back because I was too young at the time. I was only, I was only twelve, um, so I just had to keep going back, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, had another couple of trials uh, in between that, but I just knew I wanted to stay and sign for Forest. You know, I wanted to. Uh, and and you say there just you had other other trials. Who who else did you go to? Or who else were you were you trialing with? Yeah, uh, went on trial the Ipswich. Um, Went on trial to Cardiff. Uh, so all kind of decent yep. teams, anyway, around that level. Yeah, they, they were all yeah decent sides. Yeah, um, but I was I was stuck on Forest early early doors. Like, was that something that like you got from the, the vibe of the place, or was it was it a certain person that had said to you, "Look, this is the place for you"? Was there someone that convinced you, or was it just your feeling around the club? No, it was just a feeling, like because I was going back and forward, back and forward, like going to start to go around with the boys and. Yeah. Uh, I made pals quick enough, like, and I still speak to some of the boys down now. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was just a vibe we got off the place. Uh, I liked yeah. it, you know. So I was kind of sitting yeah. on there. Fair enough. Uh, Connor, I'll pass it over to you. There. Yeah. So my question is, Jake, is look at your career. We've seen a lot, and we've talked to a lot of people who have gone across at a young age to not just England, but gone abroad struggled come back to the league of ireland to try like regain form and go back across i mean that's not something that you had did so what mindset were you in while you were abroad whether it be in england or scotland or wherever you were to to keep yourself over there like what was your thought process what were you trying to achieve while you were a young player abroad um yeah i, I never really thought about coming back there was a mad spell after it's a long story like, but there was a mad spell after i got let go from Forest. Uh, I was out of football for a few months, and I was thinking, mm. I'll just come back and lead, go to Force or something. I yeah. went and trained with balls and stuff. That was ages ago, but I never really wanted to come home. Mm. Um, I'd like to probably end the home, but I, I, um, 
I just always wanted to stay abroad. Like I always wanted to stay in England. I always had that thought of of making it in England or yeah. uh, later on in Scotland. Um, but I don't know. We just always we just never wanted to come home. You know, my mom was always telling me as well. Me nanny, nanny always give me stick for saying yeah. if I ever want if I was ever thinking of coming home. She wanted me to stay away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just always wanted to stay there. Was that because when you grew up that success was always abroad and not at home? Exactly, Lloyd. There wasn't a great light shone on the, the League of Ireland, you know. Um still isn't really, is it? No, yeah, I agree. Um it's not a great light shone on it. Um but I, I mean I, I watched a few games. I watched the my sister's fella plays for balls. I watched him and Who's your sister's fella? Uh Tariq Wilson. Clarice, all right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Handy. The standard was good, though. I, I, I enjoyed the game. Obviously, with Rovers as well, they've got some really good players. They have that's got good next, players. That's our next S anyway, Colin. We have Tyreek coming on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, like you're saying there with Rovers, just sticking on the league, where, like with Rovers and they have good players, but they don't seem to be playing as well as they could. I don't know whether it's... I'm not going to say an ego thing because... We talked to Pico Lopez there two weeks or two or three weeks ago, and I didn't get that from him anyway. But like, there's a lot of big personalities there, and I think was it it was their last match we were looking, and it was almost like they weren't really trying. So that's that's probably going to be an issue with the League of Ireland when you get them players that have gone abroad and done well, I suppose, with the likes of Jack and stuff like that coming back. How do you manage all these people? Like, that's 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 probably a massive issue. That, that I, um, I, I do think what 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 Jacob said as well is that. The level has increased since yeah yeah since he's left from the league and obviously went abroad and done his bits and I'm not saying that you've missed out on loads of stuff that's going on in Ireland because obviously you haven't you've gone into fucking bigger and better things but the league has definitely grown since then we're even seeing this season we've had more sellouts and grounds from an attendance point of view already so far whatever it is six or seven weeks into a season than we've ever had in like a, a full league fixture like a, yeah. a full season. So there's definitely growth going on in the league, but can they grow as fast as quality players like like yourself, JQ, was or just saying, what's the point in going back at home when I can go to another club in England or I can go to a, a League One side or a League Two side or a Scottish side instead? Yeah, hundred percent. Like um, I do think the the, the standards kind of up though, because you see you see a lot of uh, like Scottish boys go there on now. Yeah. I've noticed like there's a few Scottish boys there like from decent sides, Scottish clubs. Uh, the commentator said there was a boy on loan from Arsenal or something. Okay. And, um, I can't remember who. I think it might have been Bowles. I'm not sure who it was. For sure. Um, even um, sorry, just one other fella that that we were actually ha- we actually have him next week on the podcast. Uh, Anthony Wordsworth. He is playing with Waterford at the moment, but he had a great career over in kind of League One, League Two. Like with, I think he was with Colchester and stuff like that. So like. There is there is some sort of attraction there going on at the moment, like yeah. I, I, I thought the standard was decent. Now I I watched the the Rovers Bowers game. Uh, Rovers have some nice nice players, and so do so do Bowers. Like yeah. they're a rob, Jake. They're a rob. They're a penalty, <laughs> and they're a fucking <laughs> shaft. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Game of fairness, yeah. I enjoyed it. Shaft. You add that onto that, Connor. <laughs> Um, I suppose just the whole following on from obviously your your, your spell in, in England and in Scotland, like 
you see the move to to America, and I've I've seen it myself and stuff, and like what it kind of looks like. But how did you actually go from one side of the pond to the other? It's like a, that's a fascinating move for me in regards to what prompts you to go. Do you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go across and and, yeah. and, and try me dread. It was uh, Stephen Naismith pulled me one day and he was like, uh, "Come here, there's someone asking for you." And I said, "What? What, what do you mean?" And he was like, "There's uh, a fella from Atlanta, you know you." Ask what your situation is, and I was, I was like, "Fuck you, don't remember." You know? <laughs> and he was like, "No, like, I'm telling you, like, this fella's like asking what what's the story, like what what's going on." And he's like, "Oh, give me a number and uh, have a talk with him and see what he says." And um, anyway, I had a chat with him, and they sent like, you, you should see the way it's ran here, boys. It's mad, like it's it's proper, like they proper like look after you know, like they sent yeah. a big like this big package of true email, like a what's good here in Atlanta, like like everything, you know, it was mad. It was kind of like it's this would be the stupidest thing I do if I turn this down, you know. Um but it was mad, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It was like um I think it was mid November, it was the first time I heard of it, and then we had the, the chat then in December and then I was gone and all by by the end of January. Jesus, like what, did, what, did, what did Nanny think? Was she all for it or? Me, me, Nanny, me, Nanny, yeah, uh, she would have loved it, yeah, but she passed away when I was younger. Oh, sorry. Ma, my ma was like, because I only had the baby. He's fucking hell, Connor. Tommy fought that, didn't he? No, because I only had the baby. I only had, we only had a. Uh, so in that that regard it was a tough it was a tough uh, decision because my ma made the baby and my ma like inseparable you know what i mean but yeah it was tough at, at that time to like bring the baby away with the family and um i was 23 me, me board was only 21 at the time so it was like we had no one here so it was a, it was a tough decision yeah. but it was like it wasn't, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. like the old opportunity, but it's, it's like an exciting kind of thing, like to get that yeah. chance to even go away. Like yeah, you have exactly, to do it. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't, it doesn't come about often to to, to come to the MLS. You know? Yeah, and that, like there isn't a lot of people over in the MLS. There's a, there's a couple of players here and there, like John Gallagher and stuff like that. Like so, there's a, there is a few over there, but there, there's probably only a handful over there. So I suppose you you kind of. When you look at your yourself, you kind of have to think to yourself, right? I am kind of lucky to be where I'm at at the moment, but at the same time, you need to you need to kind of be cocky about it as well, saying I'm fucking good enough to be here. So, do you know, what I mean? there's yeah. a balance between the two, isn't there? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, like it doesn't come about often, you know. Yeah. And um, John was actually I spoke to John about it. Um, I spoke to a couple of people about it. Like I, I had. Funny enough, I actually played with one of the boys here that was here at the time at Forest. Yeah. Um, Mo Adam. So he was he was with me at Forest up until I don't know, 18, 17, 18, and then he came here to America. And um mm. he was talking to me about it. Obviously, you see the facilities, you see the stadium, you see you see everything, you know what I mean? And um mm. it was it, I mean it was easy enough and we had a we had a chat and decided what to do, you know. I mean, it's nearly, it's nearly, I suppose, obviously, like the football in the Premier League is, is in a league of its own, but 
for everything else, like the standard of the league, or sorry, the, the like the facilities, the standard of the stadiums, like it's Premier League level pretty much. Like, I mean, you are in the top league in America. So, like, do you think it's like, say, compared to the, the Scottish, like, would it be better than the Scottish facilities and, and kind of everything else about it? Like, a million percent. Really, even yeah. like the even like the college boys, yeah, like so college uh like American football, like the football, uh yeah. basketball, all that, like their facilities are top of the range. Like their facility, yeah. like the money over here is just stupid. Yeah. You know I mean, so like they they just a new team comes into the league five, six months later, they got a top of the range facility. Like you know what I mean? Like it's the money over here is stupid. So like, and they, sorry, do you so you know you were saying you were talking to John a bit about it there? Like, do, do you would you be talking to any of the other or Irish lads that kind of would you have rang them or would you have gotten in touch with them and seen what it was like around the that or were you kind of just now look just going having your own experience with it? I was it just kind of John uh, you were talking about? I, I spoke to um, I spoke to Mo about it the most, I'd say, yeah, yeah, Mo, uh. He was around, he was at Chicago and then he came to Atlanta. And then yeah. uh, there was another boy that they signed, that we signed from Tottenham. Right. So there was a couple of boys from around uh, one neck of the woods that like, spoke to me about it. Yeah. Um, and they all had good stuff to say, in fairness, yeah. And oh, uh, good, once yeah. you get here, though, it's like, you get your own perspective of it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Have your own, you, like, you, you nearly let people ruin it for you by listening to, like, the yeah, experience exactly, of it, if yeah. they haven't had a good one, so. Do you know what I mean? Like, just listen to people say it, like. The standards something that's massively underrated. Like I first came here and there was like I'd say there was about four or five boys that were over like fifteen million quid that are just like you see you like you think fifteen million nowadays, like that's not a lot, but like the standards, like yeah. the standards still but like, there's loads yeah. of boys from South America who no one has a clue about in Europe who are just unbelievable. And you know what I, mean, I always I always I always say that and it's like the likes of like United going and trying to sign all these these world class players and all I'm like go to South America, go to America and just find a little gold nugget somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And get him for 10, 10, 11, 15 million, whatever it may be, and and use him and kind of like get a 20-year-old for 15 million rather than going out and spending 70 or 80 million on someone that's that may not have played in the league and you're taking a massive gamble on them. Like there's definitely massive talent out over in that side of it like yeah even like there's little like brazilians that you haven't a clue about and i just played dice and people like there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a there's a kid who plays for uh new york i can't i don't know his name can't remember his name but he, they signed him from brazil i think he's like 18. uh he came to the to our our guy he was at the bands and uh he came on and everyone was just like hell no yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his name was, but he was, he was class. Like, and some was just like just some kid he signed in Brazil. Yeah, so I think they said like, why, like you said, like why don't people go? Down it's there? mental. It, I, I think it's just. I think it's Jake, mental. Eggs Dublin came out and upended them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, honestly, though, like, you, you should say it. Like, it's like you think the kids that the Brazil produce now, but loads of them just come here just for cash. You know what I mean? Like some just say, yeah, I don't care. I'll just come here and make make a fortune. But they're more than good enough to play in the top five leagues in Europe. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Uh, just a comment in there, just a quick one. Uh, Jay, I presume I presume Shane now thinks your best mates because he's calling you Jay. Uh, but <laughs> where were you at the club before uh, Almiron left to go to Newcastle? No, 
Now, we, we came, I think it was a year or two after. Two years later. They're the place. But the boys rave on about him all the time, yeah. He was, yeah, meant, yeah. To be, he was meant to be unbelievable. But he, uh, he got himself a good mouth, you know. Like he whipped the whole pair and got himself. It goes to show. It goes to show. It can happen though. Anybody that hits that bit farm, like can make like if that's what they strive for, because people would say are probably happy enough playing MLS can strive to to kind of even head over to England. Like there is definitely opportunities there, like for teams like there's loads of people that are just happy to stay here. Like and be honest, I don't blame them. Like the lifestyle is good. You know what I mean? Like the money's good over here. The facilities, like like. You you'd appreciate it a lot more if you leave, you know what I mean? Like our facilities yeah. quality, Top like range. it went from like a few years back, I was training at scale at Dagnum one loan, like playing you weren't able to move because the pitch was just full of mud. To, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it makes you uh, makes yeah, you, makes you appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably makes you it probably makes you feel like a superstar as well, I suppose, as well as everything else. So you know what I mean? It gives you that kind of bit of um bit of confidence i suppose as well playing on them type of facilities like uh yeah, just yeah. just a quick one i want to i want to just because we did skip over kind of a lot of your career so obviously uh it didn't work out at nottingham forest obviously we don't know what happened there but um you went to qpr then after that looking at it and you spent two years there what was your time like there or what the hell did you go on at qpr qpr was good yeah i loved qpr um i worked with a coach there called chris ramsey who was one of the best coaches i've worked with mm-hmm. um and there was other coaches there that were really good as well, you know. Um, but Big Richie Dunn was there. He, I spoke to him. Oh, uh, he was trying to get a hold of him for the podcast. Can't get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's honestly dead sound. Uh, but I loved it. I loved it. The yeah. first year we went, uh, they were in the Premier League. And uh, we went up, a couple of the boys went up to try with the first team. And we had the only possession drill there. And uh, it was like a 4v1, and then you switch it. Right. And we were my, I can't remember what my team was, but Rio Ferdinand was on my team. And we we were popping it around, popping it around. We must have got about 30 passes. No, he fucked up on the last pass, yeah. And he ate me a little bit. He sure me. I thought he was going to help me around. I thought he was going to yeah, where was he just going mad because they fucked up? Like, that give you yeah. a bit of slack or like, like, That was the first, I think it was, it must have been like 19. That was the first time I was like, oh, fuck. normally I'd give like a little bit back, but that was the first time I was like, right, yeah, yeah, just take <laughs> it, like, just, just, yeah, just, just shut up and take a point. Yeah, I love QPR, yeah, QPR was great. So then, obviously, uh, moving then, you kind of went on alone to, to, to a couple of places. And you made a couple of appearances at Dagenham and Stevens and stuff like that. And then was it kind of, um, it was in Inverness where you kind of found that kind of regular football. Like, was that kind of the, the start of your career in your eyes? Like, that's where you kind of said, right, this is my chance now to show what I can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I liked Inverness. It was a nice little small small place. Like it was different to what we used to. I got a bit homesick when I when I first went, like but uh yeah. but when I got settled in now uh, a pal of mine still there now, Arden Darden, he was there, he he helped me out. But it was it was good because like, they were in the top flight at the time. Hmm. Like uh, it was a good experience for me to go and play against like Celtic, Rangers, yeah. Hibs, Hearts, you know, with big clubs in Scotland. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it, yeah. I did enjoy Inverness. 
So then, obviously, um, so kind of, I know I'm just skipping through the whole career here, but uh, you obviously go from Inverness. Yeah, you go, you go from uh, from Inverness to Hearts. Then, how does the how do you make that switch? And is that kind of is there a bit behind the scenes there? Do you get a bit of shit from the fans for that one, or is that kind of no? That's that's kind of acceptable, like. Ah, yeah. I mean, Scottish fans just play the slay you for that. Yeah, uh, well, we, we got a bit of stick for that. Yeah, for going to to Hearts. Um, I got a bit of stick off all these people as well. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I meant to be like, obviously, like Hibs and Hearts is like the main one now, whereas the Celtic Rangers. I hadn't a clue about that. I, I didn't really care, you know. I yeah, exactly. Just yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I got a bit so, of stick uh, Connor, I'll jump on to you because I've been hugging it there. So, well, I want to go obviously back to the MLS. And Jake, you know what question's coming, and it's around the games, what they're like, the supporters. We've all seen TikToks that are probably portrayed poorly about the fans <laughs> in the league, and I am conscious, obviously, that this might get clipped, and fans of Atlanta will see it. <laughs> we've all <laughs> we've all heard clips of the chance and give us an example, Connor. What what are we hearing? What what what's, what's what, like, what, what are you talking this about? is Atlanta? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you, you better watch your mouth. You better watch your mouth. They came next. Yeah, um, I think so. I remember now. Yeah, a few people yeah, sent yeah. it before we came. <laughs> but um, um, what's what what's what's the support actually like? Obviously, you mentioned about the amount of people who get there, but what is the port like behind you? Do they turn your back if you go one down early on? If you lose three games in a row, are they on your are they on your tail booing you? Like, what is actually the support like in the yeah. MLS? Do you know? Do you know what kind of really? The, the, this, these fans are like you, you, you. I haven't I haven't had fans like like this in my whole career. Like you, you rarely ever hear a stick. You never really hear a stick. Like there's been a couple of games where we've say we're dominating the game and we're winning 2-0 and the other team score like we'll get a cheer as if we're at the score on the goal ourselves you know what i mean it's mad like i've never i've never seen it before uh i remember the nashville game we my first game in the mls in nashville away and uh the nashville fans cheered us onto the pitch it was like <laughs> i'm only hearing that like, like like a section, like we're standing up, clapping us onto the pitch, and I was like, I just wanted like to that, like, um, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted someone to slag me, you know what I mean? I just wanted someone to slag me or someone to give me a bit of stick. Like, it was weird to see, it was weird to see people like so supportive because I'm not used to that, you know. It's like, like I said, you like the, the there's one section of the crowd that never ever stops singing, um. It's it's great, yeah. It's the support's nothing like I've I've had before in my career, in fairness. I know I know you mentioned obviously about like highlights of the career playing in Parkhead and Celtic Park and Ibrox and stuff, and obviously living off of the negative energy of the fans because you're doing well, you're succeeding. <laughs> yeah. What's that how do you change your mindset then to like constantly hearing positive things in the stand and not being able to like live off that negativity? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, like I said, like I never experienced that. Even your own crowd, like you know what I mean. Like you, you get major reviews off your own crowd, and uh, to come to to come here and not hear anything for three years, like it's not that they don't, because obviously they get upset. Like if something stupid happens or whatever, 
it's well more supportive if that makes sense. Like it's a lot more supportive, but it's like you don't really. That was when I was younger, especially it was something that it would play in our mind, you know. Like if you got a bit of stick or that, but um, we obviously went we went away and walked a, a, a fella that does like mindset stuff. Like um, his name's John Johnson, so I done a bit with him and it helped me a lot. Like um, especially in Scotland, but. Here, I didn't really need that. You know what I mean? I didn't. It's never happened that I've had to worry about people. It's weird, isn't it? You don't associate with football. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you don't yeah, associate yeah. support, like good support. Yeah. Especially from the away yeah. fans. Like, yeah. I can't but deal with that stuff. I don't like that. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no. It's weird, yeah. It's weird. But you get called, like, people say, like, you, Mulaney, you suck. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've been called worse in the lawns than I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, I got called. Uh, I think. I think it was Chicago away. I got called a knucklehead. Why didn't I blame you? What that meant? Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of stick you're getting, you know. But that, I mean, if that's the worst you're getting, then you're sound. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, Jesus Christ, compared to the other stuff. And uh, the only other thing I had, probably ignorance on, on my part, but obviously we saw like Portland Timbers and stuff when they score a goal, they fucking cut a bit of fucking tree off and they, they carve it out for the goal score. <laughs> is there is there anything that Atlanta does when you score a goal or you win a game? Is there any kind of weird fan thing that happens in the background? Uh, Shoot someone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen the part of the one. Oh, but the, the size of the log they get, what are you it's huge. I know it's massive. Like, it's absolutely we're only talking about that the other day, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Americans, like, it's very like that, you know what I mean? It's very like they proper get into it, they proper like there's loads of stuff that goes around outside of the football, you know. Um. But we have like, and so the emblem for Atlanta is like a golden spike. So if you win a game, you have to go back to the end, of, like the support a bit, and like hammer it in a nail. That's that's so it's like a little golden spike that you have to hammer into the thing. Now look at everyone; it, it's been going on for ages. I don't mind it, you know. Uh, you have just, to, you have to just if you if you, you have to do it if it's going on, yeah. If you think yeah, you're about it, like it'll eat your life. Like you have to just go with it, it. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, and look, you, you keep one of the, it's like a spike thing. Now, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's it's solid gold, like, it's worth about 40 grand. Jesus, <laughs> sticking it in a pocket. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking, it's not. It's just like a little thing that you have to nail in. It's, it's You're uh, only joking because you has four of them in his car. Yeah, yeah, you replaced them. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that's your like... thing, yeah. That is fucking deadly. That is. I have to admit. So I want to just kind of, I want to find out, like a day in your life at the moment over in the MLS. What are you doing? So what time are you getting up at? What's your training schedule look like? And then what's what's your kind of routine half, for the half day? Three is doing poxy podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast <a> half <laughs> yeah. Uh, so normally I'd wake up around. If the baby's not up, it'll probably be up about half seven. Um, and then I'll be in training all the probably quarter past eight. Uh, bit of physio, bit of group, uh, out to train and then train and then back in recovery. 
uh, club again. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's not normally the same every day, you know. Um, come back to the house, me boy be chill me ear off, well, they, uh, <laughs> that's everyone. All right, come on, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all get that. At least we, at least we can relate somehow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same house, there is come back. I'm, I'm and like, are you finished? Are you finished all your kind of duties to the club? Obviously, you're here at what half three local time or whatever it is you're there like half three or yeah. half four are you oh, finished probably two or something like or what what time are you finished after yeah, the day like? home about around two half one two sometimes you get like little player appearance things that you have to do in the afternoon yeah. or like tomorrow I'm, I'm going down to uh to do training with the unified team right yeah uh, but you get little things here and there you know after after football little, little kind of appearances and stuff i suppose you have to do like for anyone actually that, that uh Jake chose to come onto this podcast. We didn't. We didn't get this through Atlanta. Right? <laughs> just how people are, just how people don't think we contacted the club over. Uh, so, like, yeah, I suppose like all them kind of media things. What, like, do you like doing the? Are the does a body yeah, doing them? Or do, do you kind of say out put in the day? Or would you just rather be at home? I know, obviously, you, you obviously don't want to say. Yeah, no, I'd rather be at home now. Obviously, someone could be watching, but like, do you, do you know, mind like, doing that side of it? The media team now themselves. You know what I mean? Like the media yeah. team hate asking the boys because the boys just. The boys don't really. Sometimes it's you know it, it's grand, you know what I mean. But sometimes, yeah. like I said, like after a game, a media fella comes up and says, "Oh, do you want to talk to you about something?" Oh, yeah, just like, I don't yeah, want yeah. To talk, just, you know I mean? Sometimes yeah. you don't want to do it. I mean, after the win, it's grand, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, you're buzzing. Yeah. And and another thing I always see, um, drug testing, uh, random drug testing. Does that does that happen much in the MLS? I, I would I would assume that they're they're big on it. All, all the time, like, does that because they always see professional footballers just randomly getting pulled in after a match? Like, does that happen over there? Or? Yeah, I mean, I got I probably got tested more often in Scotland than I did here. I think I've really, been yeah. tested yeah, twice in Scotland. We got we got tested a bit more. We got tested out of the cup final, that was horrible. Yeah, so like <laughs> the Celtic boys having points and all the the, the medals around that neck, so I'm sitting beside three of the boys and they're blading buzzing and. <laughs> I know I'm sitting there like, depressed. Yeah, yeah. So you're all brought into the same room, like, is it? Yeah, like, we're all, like, we're all oh, in the same no, room. Celtic boys are buzzing, point, like, laying bottles of food in their hand. <laughs> the, the, the thing around the neck, the medal around the neck. Oh, me and another lad are sitting there just playing. So, so I've got one here, right? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely speaking for somebody else on this podcast. But what happens if you're not, if you don't like pissing in front of somebody? Like, do you just stay there all day, or what's the story? I'm definitely oh, not speaking busy. for somebody. He's talking. But... He's talking for me because I can't piss in public. Like, I, I will. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just tell a quick story because I remember me and Connor were down for New Year's, right? And I had to go to the Jacks, so I went into the Jacks, right? And I'm standing at the urinal. I had me flute in my hand, so I went to piss. Couldn't piss because there was about three people standing beside me. And then Connor walked in, and he comes over, and he's like, "All right," and I'm just like. I don't even know why I'm standing here. I'm not going to be able to piss. So I walked back out, and I knew a lad that was there, and I walked back into the jacks about two minutes later. He just looked at me and goes, geez, you have a small bladder. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I couldn't even piss. Like, I walked back in, and I had to wait for the queue because I can't piss in public. So I'd be, I'd be fucked if I had to do that. Like, Yeah, because they literally stand in front of you and watch you piss. That's fucking... Literally, yeah, they stand... They, they, there's no privacy or that. Like, they're standing right in front of you looking at you if they piss. And if you don't... If you don't, like, you just have to wait around. I was like, there's boys that could be there till 
six o'clock at night. Jeez, just have to wait. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine Jeez. pissing in front of someone, but never mind. Like someone's <laughs> literally standing there watching. This is mad. It is. Uh, so another thing, obviously, we, we touched on a little bit before. I don't know if it was before we came on, or we might even talked about it on podcast. So obviously, being a dub over in America comes with its difficulties of having an Irish accent and nobody understanding the Irish accent. So uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like trying to explain to people what it's like talking with a Dublin accent. <laughs> Honestly, like it's, it's a nightmare. And you never hear the way Conor McGregor talks when he's in press conferences now yeah. in America. Like that word, like... It's very, like... slow. That slowed down yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You feel like... <clears throat> Like if any of the boys seen me talk like that, I get, I get slayed for it. Like and even even in your own mind, like boys sound like a cop. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> but you have to do it because if yeah. I, if I don't do that, no one understands what I'm saying. Like I said to you before, like a handful of the boys will understand what I'm saying. Like the boys that I talk to often. Yeah. But like if I speak to the manager, the manager's like, I'm like, what you said. <laughs> even the media. Like they only made it as a nightmare because you always have to repeat yourself. And and did, would they yeah. say that? Would they just go, "What did you say?" Or like, because you know, like they obviously want to try to get it perfect. So will they try? Will they get you to repeat yourself, or will they just say, "Right, well, maybe we'll understand it when we listen back to that." <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> some of them, some of them will say it, yeah, and then some of them will just be like, yeah, "We'll just <laughs> just 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 try yeah. on there." But even like. I went to McDonald's the other day and got the baby a happy meal and um ordering a spray. Like <laughs> honestly, spray. you say spray and then you have to say like a gob show, you have to say spray. Yeah, this is exactly that exactly. No, hang on, hang on, Colin. Shut the fuck up. Say say spray. Spray. And then the response is sorry, like, what? Yeah. Me board in the in the seat next to me pissing myself laughing because I'm just like a, sounding like a dope, you know what I mean? God, Anytime yeah. I go to America and ask him for salt, no one ever understands what I'm saying. They get some salt, like some what? Like what? salt? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, honestly, it's a nightmare. Uh, if, you ask, I, go on. if you ask for like uh, if you ask for chips, they bring you out crisps. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare, honestly. It's a nightmare. That's, that's how, how did you get on with calling it soccer instead of football? Oh yeah. Oh, do you know what I said the other day? I said cleats the other day. Oh, oh that's disgusting! That's disgusting. And even one of the boys pulled me up on it. Uh, <laughs> one of the boys even pulled me up. <laughs> <laughs> the sound is so bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awful. I won't be able for it. I won't be able for it. Uh, so, look, I, I, we're coming up towards the hour mark, so we're going to start wrapping up there in a, in a sec. One thing I want to ask you, um, I just want to touch on, is the Irish team, right? So, obviously, we've seen you've represented Ireland at kind of an underage level. You've been in the under-21 squad as well a couple of times. Like, for you personally, now you're only, what, 25 years of age, so you're still young. Like, is that something that you would look to achieve? Or do you think that, like... It is definitely achievable, or do you think maybe not because you're playing in MLS and it's supposed maybe maybe overlooked? I suppose with the FAI. Yeah, I mean, you've got to you've got to believe in yourself. You know what I mean? I believe yeah. I'm, I believe I can. I could give it a go back, yeah. Um, but look, it's it's up to me to do it. You know, it's up to me to make 
enough noise that they come knocking and say, look, we want you to yeah. play for us. I've heard drips and drabs off them saying they're keeping the tabs and stuff and stuff like that. And then I had Jamaica on to me because my outfit, obviously, he's, Jam- yeah. he's from Jamaica. So I've had... Would you consider that? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to play international football. Yeah. Um, it's not something I'm completely focused on now. I'm more focused on getting back fit after a little knocking. Yeah. Trying to get into the Atlanta team. But it's something like... It's something that definitely floats about me mind now and again, yeah. Especially when the international breaks and I watch the Ireland games and sometimes I think myself like you know probably probably would probably be able to play in this game, you know? And it's funny because like I think with the way Ireland are now going in terms of what Stephen Kenny's trying to do on that attacking football, like I have to admit, even just looking at your goal there on on uh, Sunday, like it's something that we don't have where someone just cuts inside, beats a player and gets a shot off. And I don't think we have a lot of that, like, you know what I mean? And that's definitely something that should be looked at. And I'm not just saying it because we have it on the podcast, but it's definitely something that yeah, it's yeah. a more direct type of attacking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can just send me that 50 euro later. <laughs> no, but it's definitely something that, like, the Irish team is lacking where, like, we haven't been scoring a lot of goals because uh, Shane Duffy is our top scorer in the last 10 years or something like that. So, like, for someone to be able to directly just beat a player and score is something that we don't have, and I definitely don't think it should be overlooked. To be to be fair, like yeah, I mean from from recent games uh, that I've watched, that was uh, I can't remember the boy's name, the uh, winger. He's Carl on Orla, flesh. Ew, oh, he, he's he's decent as well. Yeah, he's one that. Uh, I think he's, he's until, we get, until we get him on. Nah, he's not. <laughs> he's though, you know what I mean? Look, he's got a bit of pace. He'll go 1v1. He's something different that Ireland don't normally produce. Yeah. And the other boy, I can't remember his name. He scored. Not McGrath. Who? Well, Benny played in the wing and McGrath played as well. What's the what, what did you say? Benny? Ogbeni. 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 Ogbeni, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good player. Good player. He 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 looked lively, yeah. He's yeah. he's something that um he's with Rodrum at the moment, I think, isn't he? Rod is he? Rodrum. Don't he, talk he, up all these all these players that could potentially take in your spot, you know. You have to say, well, he's, he's good, but... like Saturday, you have to believe himself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he not bad, good. you know. You don't say he's good, he's not bad, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're gonna we're, we'll wrap it up. We're coming to the hour mark there, so um, yeah, we're we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Jake, look, massive thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you, um, Connor. Thanks to you as well for showing up. Half gargled. <laughs> I'm not half. <laughs> I'm fully. Yeah, seventy-four percent gargled. Well, no, honestly, yeah, uh, Jake. Look, massive thanks for coming on. We wish you all the best over in the MLS. We're going to be obviously keeping an eye on you, and, and definitely we hope, you, we hope you have a, a, a really good season. With, uh, with We're Atlanta looking for tickets as well to the L. Yeah, the, the yeah, just head, Connor, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Flights yeah. over as well, if possible. You know, yeah, just get Atlanta to look after us. Well. We'll pull a few strings. Yeah, we're staying together. Yeah. Well. We'll we'll sorry, right? Uh, so now, look, yeah. massive, massive thanks for us for us uh, for, for coming on. All right. Yeah, no worries. That thanks for having us on. Right, um, so for everybody that is watching, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you like, follow, um, all that good shit because it's, it's I don't know, apparently that's good stuff to do. Um, so next week we have on Anthony Wordsworth at half eight next Tuesday. 
So yeah, so look, we'll we'll talk to everybody then.